Due to the graphic nature of this urban legend, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes descriptions of gore and psychological horror. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. The rules are simple. Step one, enter a dark bathroom with friends or alone. Step two, turn out the lights. Step three, chant Bloody Mary three or 13 times. Step four, invite unbridled horror into your home. The specifics vary, but in most versions, the girl looking in the mirror witnesses her reflection transform into a terrifying woman covered in blood. The ghostly omen vanishes quickly. Unless she attacks. Welcome to Haunted Places, a podcast original. I'm Greg Polson. Every Thursday, we take you to the scariest, eeriest, most haunted real places on Earth and share their stories. This episode is part of our Urban Legends Halloween special. Every day for the month of October, we're presenting our spooky spin on an urban legend, then diving into the history of the horror. Like it or not, each terrifying tale contains a grain of truth. You can find episodes of Haunted Places and all other podcast originals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To stream Haunted Places for free on Spotify, just open the app, tap Browse, and type Haunted Places in the search bar. Today, we look at the scourge of sleepovers, Bloody Mary. It's a ritual, a game, and a warning. Most commonly shared among American girls ages 7 through 12, the Bloody Mary legend frequently appears at schools and slumber parties. The girls lock themselves in a dark bathroom and try to summon a ghost called Bloody Mary through the mirror. At Parcast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. And if you enjoy today's episode, the best way to help is to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. Before I begin the discussion of Bloody Mary, I'd like to clarify at the outset that this episode was written by a woman on the Parcast staff. Bloody Mary is a story spread among young girls, and as you listen, you'll understand why a woman's perspective is important to us in telling this story. Commonly played at sleepovers, the Bloody Mary game can often be seen as nothing more than that. Girls creep themselves and each other out by locking themselves in a dark bathroom, opening up to the unknown. It's a show of bravery, and according to folklorist Alan Dundas, most girls perform the ritual due to peer pressure, not a genuine desire to see a ghost. 
Lucky for them, there's normally no curse, no bloody apparition, no opening of the gates of hell. Most girls who chant Bloody Mary simply see themselves. But that doesn't stop the legend from spreading at slumber parties and in the schoolyard. The tale of the tragedies that happen when you invite Bloody Mary into a dark bathroom. Since Anne Boleyn was no longer queen, she could be punished for her crimes. Witches were publicly executed. That's how it worked in the 1500s. So two days after they took her crown, they chopped off her head. Blood went everywhere. They say it splashed on both the princesses, Mary and Elizabeth, and Anne Boleyn's last words cursed all the women in Henry Tudor's life. They would all be barren. Years later, Princess Mary finally became queen, but she still hadn't broken Anne Boleyn's curse. She couldn't have children, so she became obsessed with how she looked. As the queen, she could do anything she wanted, and all she wanted was to be young again and have a baby. So Mary came up with a devious plan. Every day, she rounded up the six most beautiful Protestant girls in the kingdom, and hung them in her bathroom by their ankles. She personally slit their wrists so they'd bleed out until it filled her bathtub. When the tub was full, she'd have the bodies thrown into the wood piles where they'd burn dozens of Protestant men at the stake. Queen Mary would bathe in the warm, sticky blood while her citizens burned alive outside, wailing, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. She wanted to be younger, but it never worked. She never got her baby, and she never broke the curse. So now, when you summon Bloody Mary, she'll show up in your bathroom. But you have to flush the toilet fast, or she'll steal your blood, too. As Megan finished the story, Ashley shivered and creeped out to light. She wasn't sure she believed in ghosts, but it still gave her goosebumps and made her stomach turn. At least, she told herself, it was the scary story and not the other thing. Jen complained that Megan's ghost story couldn't be true. They didn't hear any of that in history class. Megan explained that their teacher sanitized it. Sarah cut off the brewing argument by pointing out that they were low on soda and candy. Everyone agreed they should run down to the kitchen to get more. As the other girls went downstairs to get more snacks, Ashley hung back. She felt wet and squishy down there. She had to sneak in while her friends were distracted so they wouldn't see what she was carrying. Ashley's mom said Megan and their other friends would totally understand if she told them. But her mom didn't know what sixth grade was like. Ashley remembered how awkward it was when she mentioned her new training bra at lunch. Sarah turned super red. Jen stuffed her mouth full of peanut butter. And then Megan held clementines up to her chest and made a joke about how Ashley could be a real housewife now. Everyone laughed except Ashley. She didn't even want to go to the sleepover tonight. 
She really wanted to be at home with romantic comedy and a heating pad. But Megan was her best friend and one of the most popular girls in their grade. Missing her birthday would totally destroy Ashley's social life. Praying the other girls would spend a long while in the kitchen, Ashley reached into her overnight bag, past her emergency cell phone, and deep into the secret pocket. She quickly dug out the little bag with a bedazzled A. Ashley? Ashley jumped, dropping the bag. She scrambled to hide it under her shirt as she turned around. It was Megan, wondering what Ashley was doing. Ashley fibbed that it was a secret birthday thing, praying Megan wouldn't notice the bulge under her shirt. Megan grinned and said they were going to do a pinata now. Super dumb, but her dad was making them. Ashley said she'd be right there. She just had to go to the bathroom first. Safely in the bathroom, Ashley breathed a sigh of relief until she pulled down her pants. It was more terrifying than the time Megan made them watch Freddy versus Jason. Blood had leaked down to her legs and across her thighs. She tried to clean herself up, but somehow it got in the toilet seat and then the floor. No, 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 no. She could not be the girl who left her disgusting blood all over Megan's bathroom. No one would be friends with her if they saw this. Wadding up toilet paper, she rushed to wipe up the blood. Each red streak stood stark on the creamy porcelain, like vicious personal attacks. Ashley, it's your turn for the pinata! Megan's dad yelled in the distance. Oh God, what if Megan's dad saw this? Mortified, Ashley yelled that she'd be right there. Frantic, she scrubbed harder toilet paper crumbling in a trail of pink and white residue. It scattered across the cramped bathroom among the drops of blood. Blood followed paper and paper followed blood. Ashley hurried to be rid of all of it. After what felt like an eternity, the bathroom was fairly wet, but at least the blood was gone. Ashley stowed her bedazzled pad bag under the sink and ran downstairs to rejoin the party. A few hours later, Ashley had finally relaxed again. A couple of the girls had been to the bathroom, and there was no comment about seeing any blood. The whole fiasco was behind her, and she practically forgot about her period as they played light as a feather, stiff as a board. After Megan was supernaturally lifted for the third time, she said she wanted to do more creepy ghost stuff. Ashley suggested truth or dare, but Sarah chimed in with a different idea. Let's actually do Bloody Mary. This brought back the argument from before. Jen thought Bloody Mary was some girl who got burned alive when her hairspray caught fire at prom. And Sarah had heard at church camp that Bloody Mary was one of the Salem witches, coming back to curse the descendants of the early Americans who burned her at the stake. Megan stuck to her ghost story, that she was the old Queen of England, labeled Bloody Mary in the encyclopedia. The only way to figure out which version was the truth was to summon her. And that meant locking themselves in the bathroom, the last place Ashley wanted to be.
Up next, Ashley's struggles to keep her secret. Now, back to the story. Ashley was determined to keep her friends from playing Bloody Mary. If they hung out in the bathroom, they might find out she'd started her period before any of them. She tried to convince them to play Truth or Dare, or watch a scary movie, or talk about their crushes. But the group of girls tumbled into the bathroom instead, giggling nervously. What was better than a ghost story than summoning an actual ghost from hell? The four girls squeezed into the bathroom, standing awkwardly close so they could all see themselves in the mirror. Then Ashley saw it. A red smudge in the sink, like washed out watercolor paint. Any of them could see it, if they only looked down. Frantically, Ashley flicked off the light. Even in the dark, Ashley was certain they'd noticed the coppery stink of blood. It was all she could smell. She casually turned on the fan, but Sarah turned it off. They needed to hear if Bloody Mary spoke from beyond. Megan reminded them to turn in three circles while they chanted. Jen reminded them that they had to flush the toilet once she appeared to make her go away. Ashley reminded them to close their eyes until the chant was over. Turning slowly, they chanted in unison, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Opening their eyes, they squished back together, peering into the mirror. The only dark reflections in the mirror were their own, barely illuminated by light sneaking in through the cracks in the door. Ashley noticed a smatter of blood on the mirror, just above the toilet. She must have missed that spot. Damn it. After a few seconds of silence, Ashley said it was too bad it was just a silly made-up story. But was anyone else in the mood for more cake and ice cream? Megan replied with an, oh, duh. There were too many people in the bathroom. If they really wanted to see Bloody Mary, they had to go one by one. The other girls all agreed. Of course, of course. Ashley volunteered to go first and locked the other girls out of the bathroom. Still in the dark, she dug through the trash can, searching for the evidence that she'd been marked by something monstrous. She pulled it out, shoved the ghastly item in the toilet, and flushed. Ashley heaved a sigh of relief. Now that the nightmare was done, she might as well try the game. She didn't want to see the ghost. But if the other girls all saw Bloody Mary and she was the only one who didn't, well, the isolation would be worse than any ghost from hell. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Ashley whispered. Her reflection in the mirror remained the same. Young, neat braids bloodless. Something splashed her foot. It was hot, thick, sticky. The toilet swirled, overflowing. Cloudy red liquid sloshing over the seat and onto the floor. She must have clogged the toilet. But then, why was it so warm? And why was the red spiral so mesmerizing, almost glowing in the dark? Ashley felt drawn to it, moving closer, desiring a bath in the river of blood. 
Ashley, you okay? Chirped Megan. Ashley jerked her eyes away from the warm, crimson swirl. Oh, hell. How was she going to explain the fact that she clogged up Megan's toilet? This was beyond embarrassing. She might as well die. But maybe she could pin the blame on Bloody Mary. If the other girls went in and out in the dark before anyone else noticed, she could say the blood came from the ghost, not her own terrible body. Sending them in one by one was the only choice. It was what Ashley was supposed to do. She was sure of it. She cracked open the door, whispering at her friends, who copped nervous, anxious smiles. If they wanted to see Bloody Mary, they had to keep the lights off for the rest of the night. Ashley stepped out of the bathroom, heart still pounding, as Jen went in. Megan asked what happened. Ashley merely lifted a finger to her lips. Several minutes passed, and Jen didn't come out. When she didn't answer after a third knock, Sarah pushed her way in to investigate, despite Ashley's protest. Ashley waited outside, alone, afraid to face them, afraid to see what had become of the bathroom. At least now, probably enough time had passed so they wouldn't blame the flooded toilet on Ashley. It could easily be Jen's fault, or just bad plumbing. After a few minutes, Megan, jumpy with anticipation, went in too. Ashley waited for them to come out, marveling or screaming at the bursting of Hell's floodgates. But there were no screams, and the lights stayed off. Ashley pressed her ear to the white wooden door. Would she hear them giggling, calling her gross, planning to kick her off their lunch table and forcing Ashley to eat alone in the school bathroom? But there was only silence, and then a small moan. Tears of embarrassment streaming down her face, Ashley entered the bathroom, keeping the lights out just in case. Megan? Jen? Sarah? The floor under her converse seemed dry. She couldn't see her friends in the dark, but she did see the pale shadow of the shower curtain. They must be hiding behind it. Like a game of sardines, they'd all jump out and scare her. It was only a few steps through the blackness. One, two, three. Megan? Jen? Sarah? No response. Okay, this wasn't funny. There was one more name on the tip of her tongue. One she didn't dare say. Bloody... No. Ashley reached to tug open the shower curtain. It should be right here. Her hands landed on glass. She must have gotten turned around and hit the mirror. Ashley took another step, fingers eager to rip open the shower curtain, but only felt more glass. Ashley's eyes finally adjusted to the darkness. She could see a little bit in the mirror now, her three friends all on the floor, 
Each was shaking, sobbing. She heard their cries faintly, as if through deep water. Ashley turned around, but the floor behind her was empty. She looked back in the mirror. Were they? They couldn't be. Squinting, Ashley looked more closely. Each of Megan's freckles slowly leaked a droplet of blood until her whole face was red and sticky. Jen pawed at her empty, sunken black eyes. They'd been clawed out by something with long fingernails. Sarah writhed on the floor. Something had slashed open her belly. Finally, Ashley chanced to look at her own reflection. Hair wild, eyes black, soaked in blood. Ashley screamed. She yelled for Megan's parents, her parents, anyone. And then she realized why they couldn't hear her. She was trapped behind the glass, stuck inside the mirror. She was Bloody Mary. The Bloody Mary ritual is qualified as catoptromancy, or using a mirror for a magical ritual, often to see one's future, sometimes to see a ghost. Every known version involves a bathroom mirror, the name Mary, and the sudden appearance of blood. To begin the ritual, there's any combination of chanting, spinning in circles, lighting candles, even offering a blood sacrifice via a pricked finger. Once summoned, the woman who appears in the mirror, or sometimes the toilet, is usually young, long-haired, and bleeding. The girls who summon her may be able to dismiss the ghost by flushing the toilet, but there's a chance they don't escape unscathed. Bloody Mary might scratch the girls' cheeks, gouge their eyes out, or rip their stomachs open. As far as we can tell, there's no link between the children's ritual and the beloved brunch cocktail. There is, however, an occasional link to the Bloody Mary of history books. The Bloody Mary ritual may or may not include a ghost story element, which tells the tale of a murderous queen. This queen is an amalgam of three distinct 16th century royals. There's Mary I of England, nicknamed Bloody Mary, because she executed hundreds of followers of the Protestant religion. Then there's her cousin, Mary Queen of Scots, tragically beheaded at the bidding of Mary I's half-sister, Queen Elizabeth I. And most disturbingly, the stories borrow details about Elizabeth Bathory, nicknamed the Blood Countess, one of the first known female serial killers. Alternate versions of the ghost story feature a tragic local murder or a witch burned at the stake, both named Mary Worth. More often, there is no backstory for Bloody Mary, and the urban legend consists only of the ritualistic game. Due to its focus on young girls, this urban legend was around for at least a century before it gained academic attention, most notably by folklorist Alan Duntas of UC Berkeley. Dundas proposed the agreed-upon theory discussed in folklore seminars today, 
an explanation strikingly obvious to any woman who participated as a preteen. Bloody Mary is about young girls' fear of menstruation. Historically, it's a taboo topic in nearly every culture, considered unclean and unpleasant. In many places, women were traditionally isolated during that time of the month, cut off from the village, and not given food or water. In other places, it was a reminder that women committed the original sin and not to be discussed. Only recently has the biological phenomena experienced by 50% of the population every month become prominent in Western pop culture. Like most urban legends, Bloody Mary allows us to confront a societal taboo, to discuss a fear without actually talking about it. Most girls who participate in the ritual don't make the association with menstruation at the time, but upon hearing it as adults, find the parallel obvious, preparing them for their future in the same way as playing with baby dolls. Many women will tell you her first period was mysterious and scary, and for my fellow males, I'm told we don't need to look further than the film Carrie. Along those lines, Bloody Mary sometimes intersects with the tale of the vanishing hitchhiker, which we covered earlier this month. The basic premise is that Bloody Mary or Mary Worth might hitch a ride in a man's car, then disappear, leaving only a single trace of her existence, a wet stain of blood on the seat. Dundas proposes, this story is about breaking the cultural taboo of keeping menstruation a secret, especially from men. It's also about the paranoia women have of accidentally bleeding on someone else's furniture. Bloody Mary is the manifestation of every young girl's fear of becoming the bloody woman in the mirror, and her participation in it signifies the acceptance that it is her destiny. Like Ashley in our story, all young girls must summon Bloody Mary only to become the blood-soaked demon they fear. Thanks again for tuning in to Haunted Places. We will be back tomorrow with a new urban legend, and on Thursday with a new haunted place. You can find more episodes of Haunted Places and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite podcast originals, like Haunted Places, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Haunted Places on Spotify, just open the app, tap Browse, and type Haunted Places in the search bar. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and Twitter at Parcast Network. Until tomorrow, don't believe some of the things you hear. Believe all of them. Haunted Places was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, with sound design by Kenny Hobbs. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro and Paul Liebeskind. Additional production assistance by Maggie Admire and Carly Madden. 
This episode of Haunted Places was written by Maggie Edmire. I'm Greg Paulson.